Well, you and I talk about I talk about this with, with other people. Top to bottom across the state, I think baseball is the best sport in Connecticut. Hello, and welcome back to the High and Tight podcast on Game Time CT. We've been waiting for this for so long. Our last podcast was June 13th, 2019. Pete has been missing this. I've been missing this. Pete promised not to cry. But Pete, welcome back, buddy. I did. I told you when, when we were texting yesterday about what we wanted to do on this episode, I was like, do we want to do an interview or do we want to just do a welcome back kind of just conversation, talk about baseball? And I said I was going to cry for the first 20 minutes of the show. I love this show. This was the first podcast we created at Game Time back in 2018 uh, when I first came back to Game Time and you texted me and you said, we should do a podcast Five days a week. Five days a week. <laughs> I was like, we'll do a podcast. We'll do a podcast, but we're going to do it uh, one day a week, and we'll see where it goes. And then we picked it up during the playoffs. But not doing this podcast last year really, really hurt. Obviously, it hurt more to not play, but you and I love this podcast. This is our favorite podcast. We have the most fun doing it. Um the kids really get into it. I went to a bunch of practices last week. I was talking to like Anthony DePino at hand. And he's like, Oh, well, when you guys said this on the, on the episode of the podcast two years ago, and I'm like, nice. like <laughs> a little bit of tears inside. I was like, they, they like it. Like, you know, and just hearing from other players when they're like, well, you guys said this on the podcast, you didn't pick us on the podcast. And like, it makes my heart grow. I feel like the Grinch, like my heart grows in sizes. It's really the one podcast where we get a lot of feedback from the kids. You know, I know some girls basketball players listen, football players listen to you guys for the football and we get some soccer, but we don't get the interaction that we do with the baseball kids. Like they love it. The coaches love it. The fans love it. Um, and I think part of that is just because you and I love covering baseball so much. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, I, look, we, 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 uh, we say it and it is no secret. Like football is a big page view driver. They love. Yeah, it's number one thing, obviously. But you and I talk about I talk about this with with other people top to bottom across the state. I think baseball is the best sport in Connecticut. Uh, No arguments here. No arguments here. (laughs) uh, Obviously, Fairfield County, you know, boys and girls lacrosse is nationally known. Right. I mean, the kids go and play at top level programs in lacrosse. But that's really just Fairfield County and a little bit into New Haven County with Fairfield Prep, Hand, Guilford, um, Notre Dame, West Haven. Like, but then you get to the other parts and lacrosse is still really picking up. Football is people love football. We've had some really great players come out of here. But when you look at baseball and you look at that top 25 list that you did or 25 the watch list that you did, like there are some huge programs on that list. And obviously UConn is one of them, but UConn is a premier college baseball program. It's you know, the program now, yeah. Yeah, and but you look at it like a couple of years ago, like Jimmy Sullivan from Weathersfield went to Virginia. You know, like Chad Knight, obviously Henry Williams, they're Duke. Um, you know, we're top to bottom. There are guys from all over the state, baseball players from all over the state, from big schools, from small schools, from winning schools, from schools that don't win as much, who are going and playing big-time baseball. And I really, truly think that baseball is the best sport in this state, top to bottom, and – it's exciting and that you and I love baseball. Um, so it really just, it's a perfect kind of scenario where 
we get to talk about these great players and they like, like what we say, which, you know, guys, whatever we say doesn't mean anything because clearly I'm wrong. Like 70% of the time. So it is what it is. Uh, I mean, I think I'm right 70% of the time, but uh, you know, <laughs> well, my, my, my picks always get me in trouble. I was still, I was getting chirped yeah, yesterday on Twitter about, you know, football picks I made three years ago. So they don't yeah. forget Pete. They don't forget. Oh, they the, don't, they if don't you pick forget. against them. You know, I got a text the other day from a girls' basketball coach, and she was at a softball game, and she said, you know, this player was mad that you picked against them. And I said, I didn't even make any softball predictions. <laughs> and she said, oh, she looks on Twitter and says, oh, it was somebody else. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, I have enough trouble with my own predictions. Don't call me out on someone else. <laughs> it's, always, it's always us. But I will say, and you and I spoke, like, that 25 to watch list was hard. Hard. And you know, there's some really good kids that didn't make it. And we weren't sure – Coming into the year, obviously, with, uh, you know, all these kids are, were sophomores last time they played, some of them freshmen. So we didn't know if there'd be a lot of kids, you know, coming back to play varsity. But it turned out there was a ton. And there's so many good kids in the state now. And so many of the kids play so much in the offseason. And a lot of these kids did play. It's not like they sat around for, you know, two years and didn't play baseball. Yeah, They've been working. And they're going to big-time baseball schools across the board. And we left kids off that list that are going to play division one baseball, which, you know, 10 years ago, that was unheard of. If you're yeah. playing D one baseball, you were on that list, you were all state and that's it. But baseball in Connecticut has just grown so, so much. And I don't know if the overall numbers have grown, but the level of the top kids has gone way, way up yeah. where we're routinely putting kids in division one programs right now. And I just want to say shout out Ben Kasparius, former Staples players, number four in the nation. In strikeouts, he's pitching at UConn right now. Dude, I will say that watching, I mean, I've watched a lot of UConn baseball. Again, a lot of kids from Connecticut go, it's the one team at UConn that I do not root against as a New Yorker. I just love to go against UConn because everybody gets upset about it. But the UConn baseball team is the one that I watch. And like, it's fun watching Ben out there with Pat Winkle. I mean, these guys played in two double L championships against each other in their four year career. Pat winning the first time that they played, I believe Pat was a freshman or a sophomore on the team. And then Ben won their, their senior year. Um, so like, and watching them as the as battery mates together at UConn is great. And then Andrew Marrero, Randy Polonia, like uh, Chris Winkle. I mean, um, there's another uh, Andy Haig from, from UConn uh, plays infield for them. Like there's guys on that team that aren't even playing yet that are, that are Connecticut guys. And uh, it's, I watch, I try to watch, almost every one of their games, whichever one's on ESPN plus um, it's really cool to see and really happy for Ben uh, to see he's kind of found a home at UConn and he's really making the most of it. And Pat is just being awesome because Pat's amazing. Yeah. I, I always wanted good things for Ben Kasparis. I mean, I, we, we've talked about it before, but the first time I saw him, I, I as a freshman, I was like, you, what do you have Derek Jeter, 14 year old Derek Jeter out there. <laughs> he was amazing. And he always has been. And, it can be hard when you go to a college, especially a big time school like North Carolina, because you get lost in the shuffle fast at those schools. Like yeah. if you don't perform, there are five, six guys that are ready to take your spot. Um, but there are Connecticut kids all over D1 right now. If, if you go look around rosters, we're going to have more and more coming through because the kids are getting better and better and better. Like yeah. the top level players. I mean, there's a, you know, Miles Langhorn at Greenwich is going to Vanderbilt that is the number one team in the country with two of probably top five picks in the draft this year and Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker Jack Leiter's the number one pick if he's not that's insane Ooh, I, I mean, don't know man Rocker's got the size Jack Jack's not that big 
Hey, I go check the stats. I, oh, I mean, still like two perfect. Stats are great, but you know, <laughs> Rocker's like six five. Yeah, um, Leiter's got the pedigree. Um, but you look for Langhorne. <laughs> you could have just I mean, signed with the Yankees out of high school. Could have. Um, but college across, I mean, college across, college baseball is great. And if we have a kid from Connecticut going to play at Vanderbilt, that's huge. I mean, it just it's unheard of for kids from Connecticut like I said, 10 years ago to be going to play at huge, huge programs like that. And now it almost seems routine. And I'll say Langhorn hasn't pitched in the season, but I saw him over the winter, just throwing in the cage. He's legit. Like the glove just popped. The sound of it was amazing. And I didn't know who he was when I walked in and I was like, who is that kid? And the coach of that's Miles Langhorn, you know, pitching at Greenwich, going to Vanderbilt. And you, and you took out your notepad and you go, uh, Matt Langhorn, uh, top 25 players. <laughs> do not, do not forget this. But then even on the I, I point, mental note, I, yeah. I didn't even need a notebook. I was like, this and then even, going you know, even down at, uh, even up at Barlow, we have Matt Scott, who's going to Stanford. Yeah. And he's Matt only a junior. And yeah, Stanford, again, another elite program uh, and another junior who's like going to play high level division one baseball like that's not a joke you know like and when you go through the list you know we have kids all over even like you know andrew motto from weston who's going to play at high point like high points produced some pro players shout out to high point my alma mater i just want to get that in there that's that why it. you picked andrew on the 20- no andrew no, deserves no to offense, be on andrew. there and he's a fantastic <laughs> player but as soon as i saw high point university commit i was like this kid's hot and made the team <laughs> I mean, he's obviously got this great judgment, and uh, <laughs> he's got a great on his shoulders. Uh, but really, I mean, like you know, and like like you said, we went through, and there's you know, a bunch of UConn kids. But then when you when you do see the Vanderbilts and stuff like that, it really ratchets it up to the to the next level. And um, I mean, you've been out there, you've seen some of these kids already. Like Dude, they they're, are, they're huge. Like they are so bombs big. and scrimmages. They are so big. Look, Anthony DePino. I, I know I already mentioned him, but. When he was a sophomore, I mean, and you saw him at the Ledyard game, he's a big presence at third base. The kid's bigger. He's filled out. He is hitting bombs. Travis LaPointe and I were talking the other day, and he was like, I'm pretty sure he hit – he goes, I'm pretty sure he hit, like, all 12 balls over the fence during BP. He's like, we couldn't even refill the bucket. Like, <laughs> You know, the kid's gigantic. I was down at Shelton on Tuesday, and I got to watch uh, Anthony Steele, who's going to Penn State. Big Another lefty. Huge, huge kid. Huge. He is gigantic. He's 6'4". He throws upper 80s. He's a lefty. And uh, I was watching him hit BP. And, like, you know when they say, like, oh, the ball just sounds different off his bat. It's, it's real with crap. kids like that. Seeing him hit BP, and, like, they were in the turtle, so I was, like, up close. I was shooting photos, and you're just hearing the sound of that bat. And he, like, smokes one off, you know, the fence, and he's like, oh, that wasn't a good swing. I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, come on. And you know what's crazy is getting to talk to all these guys that I have. Like, I, you know, spoke to Juju and Sebastian and, and Jake Paisano over at Hamden and Luke Lappy at Xavier and uh, Ryan Chiaba at Cheshire, like all these kids have played against each other. And that's like the really fun thing. I've been going around asking the kids about each other and playing and playing with, and like, they have stories and they're really fun to see. Like they, you know, if they see that Jake Paisano went three for four, like, well, Juju wants to go four for five or four for four. You know, Sebastian Holt had two doubles. DePino wants three doubles, you know, and uh, it's really fun to see because they pay attention. 
And like, I think that's really cool. And like it, this cross leagues as well, like DePino and, and Ryan Daniels at St. Paul are really good friends. And, and Ryan Daniels, I had three home runs, eight RBIs in the opener. And I think I tweeted it out. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like we saw a <laughs> lot of home runs in the first game, first week of the season, like Hamden, Hamden has seven home runs this year in two games. Yeah. You know, like, I think one of the differences, the kids come out, they've been hitting all winter. Like, it's not like they showed up two weeks ago and picked up a bat for the first time. Yeah. These kids who are at the top level have been playing, you know, pretty much nonstop. Like, I'm sure they had a break last year where they just couldn't get to into a facility, but they were still at a field or doing something. And it, I guarantee they've all been hitting and just chomping at the bit waiting to get out of here. And that's why they're just pounding the ball, like, right out of the gate. Yeah. Hamden has, again, seven home runs from seven different players. That's amazing. It's amazing that you even have that many kids with power. Like, I mean, when I played in high school, like if we had like two home runs a season, it was amazing. Dude, like, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I know, I know I talk about my softball, you know, uh, pet, pedigree <laughs> on this podcast, but like in the, in our league this year, they sent out an email or they told our captains, like, we're going to do no home runs. And like, Kids on our team were like upset. They're like, "What do you mean no home runs?" Uh, and I like sent a group a message to the group. I'm like, "Guys, we've hit like three in five years, <laughs> like, this, and we've given up a boatload of home runs. Like this is a good thing for us." <laughs> How do they stop home runs? They they're outs. Oh, you can't hit it over the fence. Yeah, you can't hit it over the fence. Oh, I understand. Yeah, what I'm saying okay. is, we've That's only okay. had like three over the fence home runs, and everyone's like up in arms. I'm like, guys, we give up like four a game. Like, yeah. this is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I accept it, accept it. Yeah, but, like, I mean, RJ Daniels hitting home runs. Let's talk about Oxford. I want to talk about an opening week. Oxford. Let's talk down. about Oxford. Let's talk about Oxford. Oxford that doesn't happen down, very often. When... They were down, what, 9-1 heading into the, ni- into the seventh into the and seventh, hit two yeah. grand slams? Two grand and slams a, in the seventh inning. And I mean, a home run. They hit crazy. three home runs in the last inning, including two grand slams to win 11-9. That last half inning must have lasted. Tyler Tyler Larock hit the grand slam to win it. Yeah, and Rich Evans hit the uh, the first grand slam for Oxford. That's an unbelievable comeback. What a way to start the season! The first there. day, first day of baseball was was wild. Ham, again, Hamden scored twenty seven runs against Foreign. Watertown scored twenty two against Kennedy. You know, it was it was a wild first day. We saw a couple of no hitters. Um, Carter. Carter Kelsey had six innings of no hit ball at Staples and yeah. uh, they completed it off. It was a combined no hitter and um, your, and Bo, uh, Bo uh, uh, Yawaski. I can't pronounce that wrong. Sorry, Ben. Yawarski. Yawarski. He had a killing me, yeah. first no hitter since 2003. So like the bats are flying pitchers are playing well. I mean, I even saw a home run in the Seymour game. Like seeing a home run in a high school game, at least for me, always seemed like a rarity. That happens all the time now. I mean, but like now almost it, it, every it game. Like it happens all the time. Is it the bats? Are we juicing the balls? I don't think we're juicing the <laughs> balls. Uh, they're using, you know, they're, they're using composite bats, so it's not. It's better than, the, than what it was with the aluminum bats. I mean, the ball doesn't pop quite as much. Um, no, the kids are just better. Like that's it. There's no other. There's no secret sauce. Like yeah. the kids put in work and hit at such an elite level. Like, and they're starting when they're little kids, like learning techniques that aren't usually weren't taught to like high school or college. Like so when these kids are nine, 10 years old, they're learning to like rotate their hips and, and, and load and all that stuff. And like, when I was a kid, it was always keep your elbow up. Yeah. That's, now uh, it's that's, like, it, I don't even think they do that anymore. 
if you hear a coach telling a little kid to keep his elbow up, the coach does not know what he's talking about. <laughs> the game is that's not that's not the that's not the trick from what, yeah, from what I've learned. The game, you know? the game is completely different now, and uh, you know I'm working on something regarding the the SEC senior class because a lot of the kids were playing as freshmen and sophomores, and now they're yeah. seniors. And I was talking to the coaches who all who have been around the SEC for a really long time, some of these guys, and they've all said, like, I don't think we've seen a class like this that if that is that came in at such a young age and were contributing. Right. You look at Amity and Juju and Sebastian and like that was a team that won four straight state titles, four straight double L state titles. And they're going for number five and they got two freshmen in their starting lineup. You look over at Cheshire. And they won the state title. Ben DeLabelle graduates, who's the best player on that team, the, the leader, the catalyst of that team. He was a player of the year ca- candidate for us. And, and they just put uh, Ryan uh, Sh- uh, Shilaba in a, in a shortstop and say, go do it again. And you know what? They lost the first game and won 26 straight, lost in the, in the, in the semifinals. Like yeah. he's got hand, hand great team three years ago. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be a team that's gonna try and compete for state titles. Anthony DePino go bat fourth as a sophomore. You know, Matt Steele Shelton state championship within the last six years. We're gonna go try and make a run. Anthony, go play first base and, and be our ace as a sophomore. Like it's crazy to see because it used to be wait your turn, uh, seniors, you know, juniors, you know, guys getting one year to give it, you know, to have a chance to play. And now it's handing the baton, the bat, the ball over to these young guys at such an early age. And we saw it in the FCAC a couple of years ago with Chad Knight, Henry Williams' graduating class, where all those kids were playing at such a young age. And I think baseball is kind of turning into that way where these kids are so prepared. They, they, like you said, they've had really good coaching at such a young age where when they get to the high school level, maybe it's not that big of a step anymore. No, I mean, like, so when we, you know, we said Ben, when, when Ben played as a freshman, that was rare. Like it was like, there's a freshman playing and Randy Polony was around the same time. And I was like, wow, there's two freshmen playing varsity. Like that's huge. Yeah. And now, like you said, on the really good teams, there's always at least one freshman in there who shows up at the school ready to play varsity baseball Yeah. because they played so much and trained so much and play with clubhouse or whoever they play with in the off season um, that they're ready to play high school baseball and hit the ground running, which was really never the case before that, that yeah, there were so many freshmen that were so good. It's, it's, I mean, when I was in high school and you know, now I'm like dating myself, we had like a, a freshman catcher who was my age and he was playing varsity as a freshman, which ultimately meant that my high school baseball career ended as soon as I applied to go to St. John the Baptist. <laughs> like, okay, well I'm never <laughs> playing varsity baseball because the freshman catcher Matt Simone is going to start, you know, the next four years. But it's really crazy to see. And, like, you know, we're, obviously we, we mentioned Scott at Barlow. He was playing as a freshman. Uh, Gar, uh, Garbowski at New Fairfield, I believe. He definitely started as a sophomore. I don't know if he got time as a freshman. These guys are playing. Yeah, Pedezawa. I, I think that's how you say his name, Pedezawa at Waterford. Yeah. Um, is that how you say it? They put the pitcher and the third baseman. Yeah, he was playing. Um, at Pot- Zach, Zach, Zach Rampin at New Canaan yeah. was a catcher. He started all 20 games at – He's a catcher starting all 20 games as a freshman. That's crazy. Yeah. And it was fine and did really well. Yeah. It's, it's really wild to see. And these kids are really good. And I think we're starting to see it. Um, We're starting to see it at so many levels. I mean, you know, we talked about Daniels at St. Paul, he played as a sophomore, but even then they had Julian Thayer who played as a sophomore. And I think as a freshman as well, Uh, he's at URI now like so these kids aren't just playing these kids are playing and going on and doing 
you know, they're going and playing at the next level. And I think that's really cool. Um, something I did want to bring up because I just find it fascinating. Bob DeMeo yes. at North Haven started his 62nd year as the North Haven coach. Same. <laughs> he is still, to me, when I talked to him, quick as a whip. He, uh, he was giving me crap a couple of years ago on something, and I was like, ooh, this guy. He still pays attention to me. Uh, I think I think we ran his 899th win in the paper. Yeah. Uh, and then we ran – no, we didn't run that in the paper. And then it was only game time only. And then when they lost, we ran it in the paper. And I show up to the game, and he's like, oh, you only put our losses in the paper? I was like, yeah, but your win was online, coach. But I don't think – That doesn't mean anything to him. Yeah, I don't think he's a game time guy. But uh, he started – they won. They beat Guilford against Nick Marullo. The new Guilford coach, former hand player, played a little bit in the Orioles system, 29-year-old, you know, former yeah. hand baseball player, former hand uh, quarterback, uh, was on the hand uh, co-coaching staff with Travis LaPointe and Kyle Hines for the last couple of years, took over at Guilford. So you had one dugout with 914 wins, and you had one dugout with no wins going into that game. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, he'll be out to be in his 80s if he wants to try to catch up. To, yeah, I, I uh, Dave Phillips covered that for us. But if I was going to go out as Nick and been like, so like if they would have won, I would have been like, so 913 more. And uh, <laughs> I would have loved to see what Nick would have said. But I mean, uh, it's, oof. And so, yeah, we, we talk about the SEC, the FCAC a lot. Um, we should also point out that the CCC has got a lot of good things going on up there. Well, uh, I'm not saying know, anything about the CCC anymore because I just put my foot in my mouth and I get in trouble constantly. <laughs> well, yeah, look, East Catholic is it looks really good this year. Frank Mazzucato, uh up there. Newington's looking strong, um, you know, with uh, with their pitchers. Uh, Zach Nanakani. Uh, again, we don't hear these names said. We only see them in print. So we hope we're pronouncing all your names correctly and everything. But the CCC routinely produces really, really good baseball players, too. And that's where we've seen a lot of the kids come out over the last few years. So I think the one thing that I'm really glad about that we've missed in the fall and the winter is state tournaments. Um, I mean, it's the best time of year for any sport. And the fact that we're going to get, hopefully, a baseball state tournament uh, has me really, really excited. Yeah, I, you know, we're not going to be able to have any uh, out-of-conference games in the regular season. Uh, we saw a little bit in the winter with hockey because... And they should. I don't know why they're not, because lacrosse is playing out-of-conference. Yeah, well, again, I think lacrosse falls into the same uh, hole as hockey does in terms of amount of teams. Yeah. There's maybe. not as many lacrosse and hockey teams as there are baseball and basketball. So if they want to keep them in conference, they can do those in those sports. Uh, it kind of robbed us of some pretty good matchups. I know Staples and Amity were scheduled to play um, in at a conference game in the regular season this year, which is they always did, a good They did time. scrimmage twice, those two. Yeah, so they scrimmaged. They had a doubleheader scrimmage instead. But, like, at least we have, like, the hope of potentially seeing these teams play in the state tournament. Um, That's the hope. Yeah, that's the hope is like, you know, they'll get on opposite sides of the bracket. Maybe they can meet in the finals or if they're on the same side, they could get meet in the semifinals. And, you know, same with, you know, in, in L with like hand and, and some good, you know, Darianne. And, you know, we, we might see those matchups, which I think is really cool. Um, or at least we have the hope to potentially see those matchups, which I think is really at least we have that to look forward to. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that that last double L semifinal was like just the stuff of dreams was two years, two years in a row, 18, 18 and 19 
where 18 both games went to extra innings. Um, uh, Cheshire beat Fairfield Prep, the undefeated Fairfield Prep team, with Will Lucas, uh, Ben DeLabelle, and, and co. And then uh, Ridgefield beat Amity uh, yeah. in extras. And then 19 was Southington walked off on Amity. Yep. And nice. Staples beat Cheshire in a really good game that the score doesn't really reflect how good of a game it was. Chad Knight hit that late home run to kind of pull away. And um, also pitched yeah, just and pitched was, a gem. was amazing on the mountain. And then came that, back and pitched. But that final. was a Cheshire team that lost the first game of the year and then won 25 or 26 in a row to get there. Until they lost that you one. Know? Yeah. And that, yeah. But that was just like, I mean, you couldn't have four better teams, better programs in a final four. Like you talk about pedigree, state pedigree and history. I mean, but, but that was awesome. I mean, like it sucks that it was the last one that we have had for a while, but I was saying, I opened my scorebook yesterday to score a softball game. And the last game that was in there was Stanford Southington, 2019 American Legion championship game. So I was like, man, it's been a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I had to buy I had to buy a book. Uh, I went to Walmart on Saturday morning to to pick up a scoring book because I couldn't tell you where mine was from the other year. But um, it was nice to get back. I did. I made a mistake and brought a pen. Um, so that was a that was a it was. I had to shake off the rust. I, I should. I scored a pen. pen. I scored a pen. I, I do too, but I always try to do pencil because I know I'm going to make mistakes. I score in pen all the time. Well. We um, you're gonna make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, but we have we have a good, you know, the season's here. We're excited. I hope we hope you all are too. We are so excited. Uh, we urge you to go on the Game Time CT. We have the top ten poll, the twenty five players to watch, games to watch for the whole season. We have game coverage. We have features on players. Uh, we're gonna do more and more features this year on uh, you know try to get to all the kids on the twenty five to watch list. Um, Pete's going to be out there doing video. I'm going to be out there covering games. Like we cannot wait for this to really get rolling. Um, hopefully everyone stays healthy and, and stays on the field. Um, we know that'll be an issue at times, but man, like Pete and I have had so many conversations and texts and everything else about how excited we were for baseball for months now. And it's actually here and we're actually sitting here doing this podcast. So like, I know that both of us are just over the moon with this whole situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the poll's coming out next week. We're, we're getting one game, one week of games in before the yeah. poll is out. Um, but we're going to hopefully get a coach on next week. We, we didn't want to do any interviews this week. We just wanted to, to come back and, and, you know, welcome you all back and tell you how much we love you. Because we do love you. And then we'll, we'll, and we'll do these. Are we going to do them on Wednesdays? Is that yeah, the... we're going to do them on Wednesdays. I, uh, my Tuesdays are, are kind of booked in the morning. Tuesday's um, gone. Yeah, I know. I, sorry. I have to teach. If anyone goes to Southern and wants to take uh, sports broadcasting, you, know, just, you can take my class. <laughs> and then you can just have Pete talk to you for another hour straight. Yeah, exactly. It's not bad. <laughs> Um, I saw you yeah, had a little, so, a little wiffle ball going in the, in the, in yeah. the class last week. I like that. Yeah, it, it was really nice out. And like my class had been working really hard and we can't really shoot much right now. So I was like, let's do something fun. Um, so I'm hashtag cool, cool professor. Um, yeah, I would say if, if you can get a professor like Pete, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do Wednesdays because of that, but hopefully we'll get, you know, some coaches on going forward. We went through our list from last year and our episodes were stacked last year. It was we great. did uh, two so years much. ago, 
two, two years ago. Sorry, God. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe it's been it. Uh, I mean, it feels like it, but it doesn't really feel like it. It's kind of like flown. I don't even want to think about what I was doing last year this time. It wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't. It was it was not what we wanted to be doing. You know, it wasn't no, we wanted to be doing not. Um, but you know, we had a lot of great coaches. We're, you know, we're hoping to uh expand our pool of interviews this year, uh, get guys, get coaches from all over the place, some new coach. There are a lot of first year coaches who were finally getting the, to coach. Um, that's right. I know that we've done a handful coaches. of those stories. So uh it is exciting. And it's, uh, it's exciting. And, and I'll I'm be glad honest, to be back. I don't know who's good and who's not good. Um, I was talking to an SEC coach yesterday and we were just talking about teams and programs. And like, I think we named like eight teams in the SEC. And I was like, if any of those eight teams won the SEC championship, I wouldn't blink an eye. No. You know, or both of my eyes. I it's the I same. Can. It's the same in the FCAC. It's the same in the FWC. It's the same in the ECC. I mean, it's like, you're not sure what teams have, you know, some of the top players, but obviously the success of a baseball team is, is your depth and having enough kids in the field to make plays and kids at the bottom of the order getting hits. And yeah, uh, it's, it's going to be kids that aren't on that top 25 list that ultimately decide this thing. Generally. Absolutely. And that's what I was going to say. There's guys on the top 25 list who are really good baseball players, but there are going to be a lot of guys who are going to show up this year that we didn't know going into the year that are going to make all state. I mean, right, it, and, and who didn't play as sophomores or freshmen, but yeah. have been working the entire time. Yep and are going to surprise us and jump off. Yeah, and like There were, there were. I would say, taking a good guess, I'd say maybe 80% of the players in the state played their first varsity innings on Saturday, maybe more. Insane. Insane. Um, and there are going to be guys who are going to show up this year and, you know, we're going to have to know their names. And uh, so if we're missing guys, just tell us. If we're saying, you know, I remember, uh, it's had to be three years ago, Weathersfield, uh, I had this one kid who was chirping me on Twitter all year being like, you have to come see Weatherfield. You have to come see Jimmy Sullivan, Jimmy Sullivan. And I went to go see them and Jimmy played really well, but they got run ruled in 45 minutes. And I was like, whatever, Weathersfield. And then they ran the table and won and one L. So like, <laughs> you know, like tell us if, you, you know, we need to go see someone, tell us if there's a good game coming up, tell us like we might miss it. I, I, we hope we don't. But, you know, if there's a really good game, like, you know, St. Paul and, and someone in the NBL, like, get my get my mentions on Twitter. Be nice about please, it. Please, please but, like, get our mentions us. on Twitter and let us know. Yeah, yeah, like, we know some really good games. Like, I'm already planning on April 26th to go to hand because hand's playing Shelton. And I imagine Steel is pitching. So, Steel versus DePino, like, that's a matchup I need to see. Um, and I know April, it was 20, April 26th. That's when Miles Langhorn's going to make his first start for Greenwich against St. Joe's. I will right. be so there. You go to that. I'll go to Madison. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll meet back we're, up. Yeah, we're ready. We're ready set on April 26th. Um, but like those <laughs> well, are that's a great day. Yeah. But like that, those are the games we want to go to. We want to go see, you know, if there's a real, I remember again, this is three years ago, but like Mike Burroughs at Waterford, like Mike was great. We knew who Mike was, but I hadn't gotten to see him yet. And I remember someone was like, Hey, Mike's pitching today against Fitch. Like you should, you should come up for this game. And I think it was a Saturday and I drove all the way up. He was lights out. And then like, that's when you got to know, you know, that's when we were able to be like, Mike Burroughs is awesome. Everyone pay attention to Mike Burroughs. Uh, and he's pitching really well in Pittsburgh system, right? Right now. Or he had been before, you know, everything happened last year. Um, so, like, let us know when you want us to go see people. Uh, we want to we want to see you guys. We want to go out and take photos and shoot video and, and interview and showcase all of you. Like, that's our goal. 
Um, we like getting in our cars and driving and going to new towns and yeah. Just people. look if you're going to tell us like, hey Pete, come to Bristol, okay? Well then you know it's hey Pete, come to Bristol. This is what time of the game is. This is where you should get lunch. Okay, yeah, we, need the lunch, we, need, we need a lunch. We need a lunch spot. We need a lunch spot. We definitely yeah. remember we went to Ledyard. We hung out with the alpacas. And we helped with the alpacas, and we had uh, hot dogs in New London. Yeah. Yeah, and hand and I think yeah, hand 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 beat Ledyard at the time in a pretty really good game. And they gave us a bag of Fritos, and they dumped uh, cheese and chili into the bag of Fritos. Oh, that was so good. I don't think so, he – that guy loved us. That's when Pete tapped out. He was like, I can't eat any more of this food. But I had to drive back. I didn't want to fall asleep. <laughs> the, worst, the worst part about that was when we get there, and all of a sudden it starts to rain. Yeah. Now, not to – not to like out Scott, but Scott lives in New Canaan. <laughs> and I, live, <laughs> I, just, and I live in Hamden and Scott drove from New Canaan to New Haven. And then I drove from New Haven to Ledyard and we got there and it was raining. And I'm like, if this game gets canceled, if this game gets postponed, we were going to be so angry. But they got it in. The guy we came to see hit a bomb. Like yeah. it was, a, it was a great now, game. Turner played well. Phoenix hit an absolute bomb on top of the barn. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great day. We had, we had cheese dogs and Fritos with chili and cheese in the yeah. back. So we're going to want to make these trips. Scott and I are going to go to different games, but if there's a big trip, we'll, Scott and I will go together. Um, we'll do our road trip like we did uh, two years ago. I mean, we can even do a road show like we did with the you know with all the SEC coaches um, yep. you know, in the restaurant together that night. I don't think we can do that, but we can do something like yeah, I, we, can, we can sit outside and be socially distanced and and get some recording done. Yeah, we can do Zoom with Zoom. We could have everyone on. We could have you know have all, a huge party all, here. all the FCAC, SEC, and ECC coaches on. We could do a roundtable every episode if we wanted to. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Might become chaos. <laughs> I like. All right, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. Um, for yeah, for Pete, I'm Scott. We will see you next week on High and Tight. I love you all. You just say later. 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 <laughs> I love you all. <laughs>